would, uh, turn to uh, Matthew chapter 5. Steve asked me to read from uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 through 16. That's right, right? Just making sure. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it give light and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity that you've given us, Lord, to come together, Lord, just to, to mutually encourage each other, Lord, and to worship you. Um, Lord, we ask for each other's safety, Lord, in this, in this, in this trying time. Um, Lord, Lord, that we, uh, we ask for the health of this congregation, Lord, spiritually and physically. Um, Lord, we know that there's a million things going on right now in the world, and and we ask that we, that we put all those thoughts away and we, and we focus on what you would have us to focus on, and, and that's studying your scriptures, Lord. We ask that, um, that you inspire Steve and that you give him the words that, that you would have him to say. Um, and Lord, open our hearts at this time, and Lord, we ask that, that you can speak directly to our hearts and, and that we can apply it to our lives. Lord, above all these things, we thank you for your son who died on the cross to save us from our sins. In his name we pray. Amen. Good morning. morning. I don't know why I say it like that. I guess it's because I'm hoping my mic works. Because I don't want to give you too enthusiastic a good morning if it's not. Let's try that again. Good morning. morning. All right. That's pretty good. I I was interested in Virgil's story about he's talking about during communion running down and passing out. I wasn't here for that, but I'm sure it was entertaining. Little weak joke? Okay, that's fine. Um, congratulations, Dylan, or future timeline Jesse, as I like to call you. Um, that's great, because we, we really do need more preachers, and it's uh, brave and uh, faithful of you to answer that call, and appreciate that you're doing that. Okay. Um, do I seem a little like extra California spacey today? No? Okay. Well, you know, I've, uh, other preachers tell me, man, don't ever tell people how you feel because no one cares and there are people going through worse stuff. But I don't know. I'm trying to, I, I think we should be real as a congregation and not come in here and be fake. True? My head feels like it's full of rocks and alfalfa dried alfalfa, just hay and rocks. I don't, just, it's the magic of, of spring and summer. It's a magical time. But I am glad to be here. And every week I pray that I'm, I don't just preach, but I prophesy, which means to say things that God gives me to say. And yet, my sermons uh, end up being more prophetic than I guess I wish. Last week we talked about um, how things were about to get crazy, if you remember that, 
And I had a few of you frown at me, don't say that, Steve, that's, that's negative. I just, I felt like things were about to pop off, and then things popped off worse than I would have really imagined. And so there's a lot of darkness in the world, and the world needs light. And we're supposed to be that light. Jesus is the light of the world, but aren't we supposed to be brothers and sisters of Jesus? Right now, we don't need to be thinking, oh no, what's going to happen? Is this... I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't watch, uh, what is it, Tiger King? Is that the name of it? Is that the actual name of it? No, Lion King is Disney. This is, <laughs> this is a weird guy on Netflix. Anyway, there's there's a meme, there's a meme where, and I didn't see the show, but apparently one of his workers gets mauled by one of his tigers, and his first reaction is, I'm never going to financially recover from this. Mm, little bit, little bit inappropriate. Maybe you should go, well, I hope he's all right, which I don't think he was, but I think we kind of have that same sentiment. We're not, when when things are popping off all around us, we're, we're thinking, we're not thinking, oh, well, as, as Christ's brother, as one of the chosen, we are the chosen, we are the elect, what is, what's my job? We think, oh no, I'm never going to financially recover from this. It's sad but true, and we really need to shift our thinking because there's a lot of people afraid right now, and there's a lot of people angry right now. Anger and fear are useful emotions to have, but as a way of approaching life, the Bible says over and over again that anger and fear are not the way Christians approach decision-making, unless that decision is get out of the way of the bus. That's a little different, but you know what I mean. We have to let go of our anger and let go of our fear. We have to be the light. Now, usually I go on a tangent later on in the sermon. I thought I would tangent now and, and save you the trouble so we can just get through my tangent, and then we'll move on from there. So the reason we're going to do a tangent is because I want to look at, as Christians, our responsibility that we have to the world around us. This world isn't just for us to live in and to enjoy. This world is for us to be conduits by which God blesses the world around us. From the beginning, God blessed Abraham so that Abraham could be a blessing to the world. Christ came to the world so that He could be a blessing, and we are blessed through Christ, so that we can be a blessing to the world. If there was ever a time the United States of America needed Christians to be who they're called to be, I think right now is that time. We're out of lockdown. Things are popping off worse than we predicted last week. And last week we talked about forgiveness. And that needs to be on your heart. But also... We seem to have gotten so much into freedom that we, we forget responsibility. My kids are like, oh, I can't wait till I'm older because I can do what I want. Well, you have freedom because you have responsibilities. Right now, you don't have very many freedoms. You also have very few, very, very few responsibilities. 
Too few. Don't try to look down at your stupid Minecraft book. All right. And so I want to talk about our responsibility to the world around us. You know, Christ has always had the right answers. And this world needs answers. And yet, we don't give them out. Like I was, I was just mentioning, like, should I tell people that I feel like I have rocks and, and hay stuffed into my head? Which some of you have thought since I first got here that I had rocks and hay stuffed in my head. That's why you were laughing. It's very hurtful. Um, but we, we want to try to be real with each other. And I've been real about my, my past mistakes and my past sins. Have I not? Talk to you guys pretty freely about my past stupidities. Well, one thing I, I did do correctly, and there's more than one. There are a lot of them, by the grace of God, that I have done correctly. And one of which was I have only been intimate with one person in the whole wide world. That's one thing that God helped me do correctly. And yet, so I don't have any responsi responsibility. <laughs> oh, I don't have any brain. I don't have any experience talking to people who didn't get it right. You know what I mean? I can talk to people about materialism. I can talk to people about drinking. And I can be really honest about those things and say, look, I have been where you're at. But I can't talk to people who haven't, always been uh, treating their sexuality in a way that God wants them to. Where are you guys? Are you guys talking to people? We're supposed to confess our sins to each other, which I've been trying to lead by example on that. Not just my past sins, but my current sins, so that you guys can help me. And I talk about my past sins so that hopefully I can help you. And we need to be able to be real and say, well, you know what, I did this badly and this is why I wish I had done it differently. And the result of us not talking is that our kids are doing all these things and saying, well, everybody else seems to think it, it works. Your way of viewing things is an old, old-fashioned way. This is my tangent. You guys with me so far? You guys are staring at me. Some of you are doing poker face. I wasn't that way ever. Well, you know what? If you were, you were. God saved you from that. You should give God the glory. I'm ashamed of what I've done in the past, but I'm more grateful that God has made me into who I am today. And I pray that God makes me into someone much better than I am today, tomorrow. Amen? So why don't we help those below us and say, here, let me tell you the truth of God's Word. Instead, they have to get it from this theological deep thinker. You may be a believer, but are you a believer? Nobody knows what a believer is. Was that so cringe? The cringe skit? Okay. I'm a believer now. I love Biebs. Are you kidding me? He gave an interview recently that I thought, well, how come we have to get this from... It wasn't believable when Christ said it, but it's believable when Biebs says it. I can try to talk like him, but he has like 10 different voices, which are, if I could go, he was talking about, they, he, was, he was doing an Ask Me Anything, and they asked, do you have any regrets? He says, if I could go back and not have to face some of the bad hurt 
I went through, I probably would have saved myself for marriage. I know that sounds crazy. I know that sounds crazy, he says. Because literally everyone in the world says, that's crazy. Why would you say that? He realizes he's saying the opposite of everything anybody has ever said to anyone else. Sex can be kind of confusing when you're being sexually active with anybody, which he means with everybody. My thing is, I, I hope that we have been voices for the young people in our groups, that those of us who've done it right and those of us who haven't done it right are both talking to our young people saying, this is how it works the good way, this is what happens the bad way. I talk to people about materialism and, and all the dumb thinking that, comes in, in the, that can come in the corporate world, uh, the greed and all that stuff. I talk to people about substance abuse. I talk to people about a lot of things. I talked about, in my out of the pulpit, I talked about depression. I'm, I'm trying to be real with y'all, and we have to be real to the people in the world around us. Stop faking. You're sinners, all of you. All of you are sinners. And you're saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. We have to pass on that knowledge to the world around us with confidence that we're speaking with the voice of Christ. Stop being cowards. We shouldn't live in a world where when he says, I should have saved myself for marriage, he has to say, I know that sounds crazy. Why does that sound crazy? Let's speak up. Well, Christians are so worried about sex. No, we're not worried about sex. We're worried about you. We're worried about your soul. We're worried about your family. I'm worried about my kid's future wife and future husband. Because I think what Biebs is talking about there, there was a lot of pain in his marriage. His marriage, he feels, could be a lot better if there wasn't all that baggage and hurt brought into it. I imagine his current wife gets compared to a lot. You know what I mean? He could have any girl in the world. I'm sure that's not good. I'm sure he has past girlfriends that are on the internet. I don't know. I don't care. Moving on. So the question is, who's going to show the world the wisdom of Christ? And this is where we get into our scripture, Matthew 5. Um, you're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. You're the one that makes the world palatable. You know, so many, I read on Reddit and things like that, so many people just see the world as this bleak, hopeless place. And, you know, in a lot of ways, it's a beautiful place. And in order to bring out that beauty, they, the world needs the salt to give it that flavor, to take it from. Have you ever had eggs without salt? Just a little bit of salt, and all of a sudden, mmm, eggs. You know, a lot of things taste like garbage without a little bit of salt. We had broccoli last night. I don't like broccoli without salt. A little bit of salt changes it from, ew, broccoli, to mmm, broccoli. We're the salt of the earth. This is a, not a good place without the presence of Christ. But if you're not flavoring the world around you, you are useless. You are useless. You have no use in the world except to be thrown out on the road and stepped on. 
like dirt. You're the light of the world. If we're a city set on a hill, we can't be hidden. How come we're so hidden? We've let the naysayers and we've let the the scoffers and the God-haters tell us what we should and shouldn't say. How about we get on our knees and say, God, what do you want me to say? Who do you want me to talk to today? What do you want me to do? I was telling somebody a couple days ago that I always am nervous to get up and talk. And I'm always, you can ask my wife, I'm always terrified to shoot my out-of-the-pulpit videos because I'm thinking, well, I, when I shot my, my video yesterday, I was like, oh, I'm getting crazy now. Tried to shoot it like five or six times. There's always something that comes up. But the reason I, I do those things is because I, on, I pray about it and I feel like that's what God wants me to do. And that's the only way you're going to do that. Cause, so I know, okay, if everybody ends up getting mad at me, at least I can sit with God and say, God, I did what I felt you wanted me to do. I wasn't reactive. I wasn't selfish. I tried with an open heart. We have to be able to say that. We have to be the hands reaching out to the people in the world that need us. Let's take that to a more and more macro level. We need to share with each other about our personal stories, but we also, Ephesians 5, 6 through 11, let's read that. Now, I'm not going to point to anything and say this is the wrath of God on the sons of disobedience. I think it comes in different forms, and it will come on the day of judgment in its ultimate form. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. I want to stop there for a second, because last... The week before last, we talked about obedience, right? You look around the world around us, whether it's police who are out of control or rioters who are out of control, it's because no one's obeying, everyone is being their own authority. Therefore, do not become a partner with them, for at one time you were in darkness. But now you are light in the world. So walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Don't be passive. I don't mean go around and and say, well, you're wrong, and you're wrong, and you're wrong, and you're wrong, and I'm right. Hmm. That's not what it means. It means, look, this is not okay. The fact that all of our 15-year-olds think it's normal for a 15-year-old to be sexually active, that is wrong. The fact that it's normal to get loaded on Friday and Saturday nights, That's wrong. That's a normal thing in America that's not okay.
The fact that we have people rebelling against governments instead of trying to change governments, that's not okay. The, the fact that, on the other hand, we have people who have been given authority who are abusing that authority, that's not okay either. We have to change the world around us in a positive way, not going, all right, y'all, you need to do things different. I know what that voice is. It's probably an uncle of mine from the 70s. Y'all need to do things different. It's more like, how can I look, brother? Brother, we're not doing this right. Come on. Do you love your kids? Because I love my kids. Do you love your grandkids? I don't have any yet, but I love them already. How are we going to make all this work for them? Let's work together. Let's be brothers, because at the end of it, all the crazy people on TV are your brothers and sisters created in the image of God. They've run away from home, and God wants them to come back. And we were like that too. We were the crazy people running around because we hadn't yet come home to God. Paul's talking about giving of ourselves. And he famously took up a collection from a bunch of poor Christians who didn't have very much to give to the church in Jerusalem because they had nothing. And that took a lot of faith on the parts of all the people who donated money so that he could take it to Jerusalem. He's writing about that in 2 Corinthians, which is probably the last letter he wrote. He said, For the ministry of this service is not, being the money that they sent out, is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from the confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others. Do you understand what he's talking about? Because Paul talks in circles. Let me break it down for you. You've done a good thing. You've done a difficult thing. And the only reason you've been able to pull that off is because of the power of Christ within you. And because you've chosen to let the power of Christ flow through you, that has not only had the effect of helping the people that you intended to help, but it's had the effect of showing the world the glory of God. When you watch news stories about people doing something they don't have to do because they decide to love another person, doesn't that bring a little bit of a tear to your eye? Be honest, guys. Stop being manly. It makes you feel good. We should be a fountain of that stuff pouring out all the time where we do so many things that we have no business doing except we choose to love that person who isn't lovable that we should be bringing tears to the eyes of people around us all the time. We are the light of the world. No wonder the world's turning away from God if we're not doing our job. I'm not saying it's all our fault, but I have a job to do and you have a job to do. Let's do it. Let's not worry about the fires. Let's not worry about the destroyed businesses. Let's not worry about all the political strife. Let's say, God, what do you want me to do? I'm going to leave the rest up to you. Amen? 
Philippians 1 is our last scripture. Paul's writing this, of course, to the Philippian church. And I think he kind of sums up a lot of the things he says about this in this verse. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. So that your love may abound, how? With knowledge and all discernment. That means figuring things out. So that you may approve what is excellent, and so, and therefore, be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. That day is coming, y'all. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, which has the effect of bringing glory and praise to God. So let me ask you this morning, when is the last time someone praised God because of you? Think about it. I'll give you time. I'll collect your papers at the end of class. When is the last time someone praised God because of you? Can you think of it? If you can't think of it, maybe that's a signal. If it's been a while, maybe that's a signal. If we're Christ in the world, sometimes we'll be reviled by Christ, like Christ. But then there's going to be a lot of people thanking God that we were in their lives. When's the last time someone thanked God that you were in their life? I'm going to do bullet points at the end, which I don't do. So be excited. So, I'm just going to take from this last verse five points about reflecting God's glory. Because again, I think he sums it up really well. We should pray that our love may abound. Pray that this afternoon. Pray that tonight. Because right now, everything... And by the way, stop watching the news! I say it enough, just stop. I, here, I'll, spoiler, if you go home and watch the news, it's going to be about rioting. You don't, see, I saved you the trouble. You don't have to go watch the news now. It's going to be about rioting. Spend your time praying that in the middle of all this anger and all this fear and all this rage, that we can be different because we're supposed to be different. That we can be abounding in love so that we aren't adding to the problem, but we're providing the cool water that brings relief to the burning throats. Increase in knowledge. This is all from uh, Philippians 1, 9-11. Increase in knowledge. Knowledge comes by reading, by prayer, and by talking to brothers and sisters. Take your concerns that you have to your brothers and sisters. Let's talk about them calmly to each other. 
discern what is right. How do we discern what is right? Well, because we've gained knowledge and because God gives wisdom to those that ask and because we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. That means we can't react to what is there. We have to discern what is right. Let me say that again. We can't react to what is there. We have to discern what is right. By the way, I talk about this in my Out of the Pulpit 4. Please watch it, share it, send it to a friend. Tell me how wonderful I am. Just kidding. Don't lie on the bottom of my video. Number four, walk and talk with Christ. Because the only way that we're going to abound in love is if we abound in the presence of Christ. And finally, be filled with the fruit of righteousness so that everyone can look at us and see, wow, God is here. You know how I know God is here? Because I saw you. I can't count the number of times that because of you brothers and sisters, I've been able to say, you know, God was speaking to me. God was answering a prayer because I heard your voice. Because you said something or you did something, and I thank God for you. We need to be filled with the fruit of righteousness. This world needs light. And there's no other source of the kind of light we need right now except Jesus. And I want to ask us all to take a step back. And yes, we're all concerned about our futures. We're all stir-crazy from being locked up. And yes, we all have the end. Some of us have a head filled with rocks and hay. But you know what? Let's push all that aside. Let God help us with those things. And let's try to be the ones who are reaching out and loving people. And, and not getting mad, but saying, hey, brother, I hear you. I understand. Let me see if I can help you. So that people look at us and say, wow, God is good. That's our primary outreach, by the way. There's no point in knocking on doors on the weekends if during the week you're just doing the same thing everybody else is doing. If we're the salt and the light, people will come to the light. If you are not abounding in those things, or if all the stuff in your world is worse than rocks and hay in your head, you have a need, we want to help you, first and foremost, our brothers and sisters. We want you to praise God because of us. If you have a need, while we sing this song, come down, let us pray with you. Let us laugh with you if you want to celebrate. Let's, let us cry with you if, if you're hurting. And if you're not a Christian this morning, be baptized. We're ready, willing, and able to do that at any time. Please come forward if you have a need while we stand and while we sing this song.